Section 18 of the Story of a Soul by St. Therese of Lisieux, translated by Reverend Thomas Taylor. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Letters of Sir Therese, the Little Flower of Jesus. Letters to Mother Agnes of Jesus. Selections. Letter one, written in eighteen eighty seven, shortly before Therese entered the Carmel. My darling little mother, you are right when you tell me that every cup must contain its drop of gall. I find that trials are a great help towards detachment from the things of earth. They make one look higher than this world. Nothing here can satisfy, and we can find rest only in holding ourselves ready to do God's will. My frail bark has great difficulty in reaching port. I sighted it long since, and still find myself afar off. Yet Jesus steers this little bark, and I am sure that on his appointed day it will come safely to the blessed haven of the Carmel. O Pauline, when Jesus shall have vouchsafed me this grace, I wish to give myself entirely to him, to suffer always for him, to live for him alone. I do not fear his rod, for even when the smart is keenest, we feel that it is his sweet hand which strikes. It is such joy to think that for each pain cheerfully borne, we shall love God more through eternity. Happy should I be if at the hour of my death I could offer Jesus a single soul. There would be one soul less in hell, and one more to bless God in heaven. Letter 2 Written during her retreat before receiving the habit January 1889 Dryness and drowsiness such is the state of my soul in its intercourse with jesus but since my beloved wishes to sleep i shall not prevent him i am only too happy that he does not treat me as a stranger but rather in a homely way he riddles his little ball with pinpricks that hurt indeed though when they come from the hand of this loving friend the pain is all sweetness. So gentle is his touch. How different the hand of man. Yet I am happy, most happy to suffer. If Jesus himself does not pierce me, he guides the hand which does. Mother, if you knew how utterly indifferent to earthly things I desire to be, and of how little concern to me are all the beauties of creation i should be wretched were i to possess them my heart seems so vast when i think of the goods of earth all of them together unable to fill it 
but by the sight of jesus how small does it appear he is full good to me this god who soon will be my spouse he is divinely lovable for not permitting me to be the captive of any passing joy he knows well that if he sent me but a shadow of earthly happiness i should cling to it with all the intense ardor of my heart and he refuses even this shadow he prefers to leave me in darkness rather than afford me a false glimmer which would not be himself i do not wish creatures to have one atom of my love i wish to give all to jesus since he makes me understand that he alone is perfect happiness all all shall be for him and even when i have nothing as the case to-night i will give him this nothing letter three eighteen eighty nine i have a longing for those heart wounds those pinpricks which inflict so much pain i know of no ecstasy to which i do not prefer sacrifice there i find happiness and there alone the slender reed has no fear of being broken for it is planted beside the waters of love when therefore it bends before the gale it gathers strength in the refreshing stream and longs for yet another storm to pass and sway its head my very weakness makes me strong no harm can come to me since in whatever happens i see only the tender hand of jesus besides no suffering is too big a price to pay for the glorious palm letter four written during her retreat before profession september eighteen ninety my dearest mother your little hermit must give you an account of her journey before starting my beloved asked me in what land i wished to travel and what road i wished to take i told him i had only one desire that of reaching the summit of the mountain of love thereupon roads innumerable spread before my gaze but so many of these were perfect that i felt incapable of choosing any of my own free will then i said to my divine guide thou knowest where lies the goal of my desire and for whose sake i would climb the mountain thou knowest who possesses the love of my heart for him only i set out on this journey lead me therefore by the path of his choosing my joy shall be full if only he is pleased and our lord took me by the hand and led me through an underground passage where it is neither hot nor cold where the sun shines not and where neither wind nor rain can enter a place where i see nothing but a half-veiled light the light that gleams from the downcast eyes of the face of jesus my spouse speaks not a word and i say nothing save that i love him more than myself and in the depths of my heart i know this is true for i am more his than mine 
i cannot see that we are advancing toward our journey's goal since we travel by a subterranean way and yet without knowing how it seems to me that we are nearing the summit of the mountain i give thanks to my jesus for making me walk in darkness and in this darkness i enjoy profound peace willingly do i consent to remain through all my religious life in this gloomy passage into which he has led me i desire only that my darkness may obtain light for sinners i am content nay full of joy to be without all consolation i should be ashamed if my love were like that of those earthly brides who are ever looking for gifts from their bridegrooms or seeking to catch the loving smile which fills them with delight therese the little spouse of jesus loves him for himself she only looks on the face of her beloved to catch a glimpse of the tears which delight her with their secret charm she longs to wipe away those tears or to gather them up like priceless diamonds with which to adorn her bridal dress jesus oh i would so love him love him as he has never yet been loved at all cost i must win the palm of st agnes if it cannot be mine through blood i must win it by love letter five eighteen ninety one love can take the place of a long life jesus does not consider time for he is eternal he only looks at the love my little mother beg him to bestow it upon me in full measure i do not desire that thrill of love which i can feel if jesus feel its thrill then that is enough for me it is so sweet to love him to make him loved ask him to take me to him on my profession day if by living on i should ever offend him because i wish to bear unsullied to heaven the white robe of my second baptism now jesus can grant me the grace never to offend him more or rather never to commit any faults but those which do not offend him or give him pain faults which serve but to humble me and strengthen my love there is no one to lean on apart from jesus he alone faileth not and it is exceeding joy to think that he can never change letter six eighteen ninety one my dearest little mother your letter has done me much good the sentence let us refrain from saying a word which could raise us in the eyes of others has indeed enlightened my soul yes we must keep all for jesus with jealous care it is so good to work for him alone how it fills the heart with joy and lends wings to the soul ask of jesus that therese his grain of sand may save him a multitude of souls in a short space of time so that she may the sooner behold his adorable face letter seven eighteen ninety two here is the dream of this grain of sand 
love jesus alone naught else beside the grain of sand is so small that if it wished to open its heart to any other but jesus there would no longer be room for this beloved what happiness to be so entirely hidden that no one gives us a thought to be unknown even to those with whom we live my little mother i long to be unknown to every one of god's creatures i have never desired glory amongst men and if the contempt used to attract my heart i have realized that even this is too glorious for me and i thirst to be forgotten the glory of jesus this is my sole ambition i abandon my glory to him and if he seek to forget me well he is free to do so since i am no longer my own but his he will weary sooner of making me wait than i shall of waiting letter eight one day when sartarese was suffering acutely from feverishness one of the sisters urged her to help in a difficult piece of painting for a moment therese's countenance betrayed an inward struggle which did not escape the notice of mother agnes of jesus that same evening therese wrote her the following letter may twenty eighth eighteen ninety seven my dearest mother i have just been shedding sweet tears tears of repentance but still more of thankfulness and love to-day i showed you the treasure of my patience and how virtuous i am i who preach so well to others i am glad that you have seen my want of perfection you did not scold me and yet i deserved it but at all times your gentleness speaks to me more forcibly than with severe words to me you are the image of god's mercy sister anne on the contrary is more often the image of god's severity well i have just met her and instead of passing me coldly by she embraced me and said poor little sister i am so sorry i do not want to tire you it was wrong of me to ask your help leave the work alone in my heart i felt perfect sorrow and i was much surprised to escape all blame i know she must really deem me imperfect she spoke in this way because she thinks i am soon to die however that may be i have heard nothing but kind and tender words from her and so i consider her most kind and myself an unamiable creature when i returned to our cell i was wondering what jesus thought when all at once i remembered his words to the woman taken in adultery hath no man condemned thee with tears in my eyes i answered him no one lord neither my little mother the image of thy mercy nor sister anne the image of thy justice i feel that i can go in peace because neither wilt thou condemn me i confess i am much happier because of my weakness than if sustained by grace i had been a model of patience it does me so much good to see that jesus is always sweet and tender towards me truly it is enough to make me die of grateful love
my little mother you will understand how this evening the vessel of god's mercy has overflowed for your child even now i know it yea all my hopes will be fulfilled verily the lord will work wonders for me and they will infinitely surpass my boundless desires letters to sister mary of the sacred heart letter one february twenty first eighteen eighty eight my dear marie you cannot think what a lovely present papa made me last week i believe if i gave you a hundred or even a thousand guesses you would never find out what it was well my dear father bought me a new-born lamb all white and fleecy he said that before i entered the carmel he wanted me to have this pleasure we were all delighted especially celine what touched me more than anything was papa's thoughtfulness besides a lamb is symbolic and it made me think of pauline so far so good but now for the sequel we were already building castles in the air and expected that in two or three days a lamb would be frisking around us but the pretty creature died that same afternoon poor little thing scarcely was it born when it suffered and died it looked so gentle and innocent that celine made a sketch of it and then we laid it in a grave dug by papa it appeared to be asleep i did not want the earth to be its covering so we put snow upon our pet and all was over you do not know dearest godmother how this little creature's death has made me reflect clearly we must not become attached to anything no matter how innocent because it will slip from our grasp when least expected nothing but the eternal can content us letter two written during her retreat before receiving the habit january eighth eighteen eighty nine your little lamb as you love to call me dearest sister would borrow from you some strength and courage i cannot speak to our lord and he is silent too pray that my retreat may be pleasing to the heart of him who alone reads the secrets of the soul life is full of sacrifice it is true but why seek happiness here for life is but a night spent in a wretched inn as our holy mother saint Teresa says i assure you my heart thirsts ardently for happiness but i see clearly that no creature can quench that thirst on the contrary the oftener i would drink from these seductive waters the more burning will my thirst become i know a source where they that drink shall yet thirst but with a delicious thirst a thirst one can always allay that source is a suffering known to jesus only letter three august fourteenth eighteen eighty nine you ask for a word from your little lamb but what shall i say is it not you who have taught me remember those days when i sat upon your knee and you talked to me of heaven i can still hear you say look at those who want to become rich 
and see how they toil to obtain money now my little therese through every moment of the day with far less trouble we can lay up riches in heaven diamonds are so plentiful we can gather them together as with a rake and we do this by performing all our actions for the love of god then i would leave you my heart overflowing with joy and fully bent on amassing great wealth time has flown since those happy hours spent together in our dear nest jesus has visited us and has found us worthy to be tried in the crucible of suffering god has said that on the last day he will wipe away all tears from our eyes and no doubt the more tears there are to dry the greater will be the happiness pray to-morrow for the little one who owes you her upbringing and who without you might never have come to the carmel letter four during her retreat before profession september fourth eighteen ninety the heavenly music falls but faintly on the ear of your child and it has been a dreary journey towards her bridal day it is true her betrothed has led her through fertile lands and gorgeous scenery but the dark night has prevented her admiring much less reveling in the beauty all around perhaps you think this grieved her oh no she is happy to follow her betrothed for his own sake and not for the sake of his gifts he is so ravishingly beautiful even when silent even when concealed weary of earthly consolation your little child wishes for her beloved alone i believe that the work of jesus during this retreat has been to detach me from everything but himself my only comfort is the exceeding strength and peace that is mine besides i hope to be just what he wills i should be and in this lies all my happiness did you but know how great is my joy at giving pleasure to jesus through being utterly deprived of all joy truly this is the very refinement of all joy joy we do not feel letter five september seventh eighteen ninety to-morrow i shall be the spouse of jesus of him whose look was as it were hidden and despised what a future this alliance opens up how can i thank him how render myself less unworthy of so great a favor i thirst after heaven that blessed abode where our love for jesus will be without bounds true we must pass through suffering and tears to reach that home but i wish to suffer all that my beloved is pleased to send me i wish to let him do as he will with his little ball you tell me dearest godmother that my holy child is beautifully adorned for my wedding day perhaps however you wonder why i have not put new rose-colored candles the old ones appeal to me more because they were lighted for the first time on my clothing day they were then fresh and of rosy hue papa had given them to me he was there and all was joyful but now their tint has faded are they yet any rose-colored joys on earth for your little therese 
no for her there are only heavenly joys joys where the hollowness of all things give place to the uncreated reality letter six my dearest sister i do not find it difficult to answer you how can you ask me if it is possible for you to love god as i loved him my desire for martyrdom is as nothing it is not to that i owe the boundless confidence that fills my heart such desires might be described as spiritual riches which are the unjust mammon when one is complacent in them as in something great these aspirations are a consolation jesus sometimes grants to weak souls like mine and there are many such but when he withholds this consolation it is a special grace remember these words of a holy monk the martyrs suffer with joy the king of martyrs in sorrow did not jesus cry out my father remove this chalice from me do not think then that my desires are a proof of my love indeed i know well that it is certainly not these desires which make god take pleasure in my soul what does please him is to find me love my littleness my poverty it is the blind trust which i have in his mercy there is my sole treasure dearest godmother and why should it not be yours are you not ready to suffer all that god wills assuredly and so if you wish to know joy and to love suffering you are really seeking your own consolation because once we love all suffering disappears verily if we were to go together to martyrdom you would gain great merit and i should have none unless it pleased our lord to change my dispositions dear sister do you not understand that to love jesus and to be his victim of love the more weak and wretched we are the better material do we make for the consuming and transfiguring love the simple desire to be a victim suffices but we must also consent to remain poor and helpless and here lies the difficulty where shall we find one that is truly poor in spirit we must seek him afar off says the author of the imitation he does not say that we must search among great souls but afar off that is to say in abasement in nothingness let us remain far from all that dazzles loving our littleness and content to have no joy then we shall be truly poor in spirit and jesus will come to seek us however far off we may be and transform us into flames of love i long to make you understand what i feel confidence alone must lead us to love does not fear lead to the thought of strict justice that is threatened to sinners but that is not the justice jesus will show to such as love him god would not vouchsafe you the desire to be the victim of his merciful love 
were this not a favor in store or rather already granted since you are wholly surrendered unto him and long to be consumed by him and god never inspires a longing which he cannot fulfill the road lies clear and along it we must run together i feel that jesus wishes to bestow on us the same graces he wishes to grant us both a free entrance into his heavenly kingdom dearest godmother you would like to hear still more of the secrets which jesus confides to your child but human speech cannot tell what the human heart itself can scarcely conceive besides jesus confides his secrets to you likewise this i know for you it was who taught me to listen to his divine teaching on the day of my baptism you promised in my name that i would serve him alone you were the angel who led me and guided me in my days of exile and offered me to our lord as a child loves its mother i love you in heaven only will you realize the gratitude with which my heart is full to overflowing your little daughter teresa of the child jesus letters to sister francis teresa letter one august thirteenth eighteen ninety three dear little sister at last your desires are satisfied like the dove sent forth from the ark you have been unable to find a spot on earth whereon to rest and have long been on the wing seeking to re-enter the blessed abode where your heart had forever fixed its home jesus has kept you waiting but at last touched by the plaintive cry of his dove he has put forth his divine hand and taken hold of it has set it in his heart that sanctuary of his love it is quite a spiritual joy this joy of mine for i shall never look upon you again never hear your voice as i outpour my heart into yours yet i know that earth is but a halting place to us who journey towards a heavenly home what matter if the roots we follow lie apart our goal is the same that heaven where we shall meet no more to be separated there we shall taste forever the sweets of our earthly home we shall have much to tell one another when this exile is ended speech here below is so inadequate but a single glance will be enough for perfect understanding in our home beyond and i believe that our happiness will be greater than if we had never been parted here meanwhile we must live by sacrifice without it there would be no merit in the religious life as someone told us in a conference the reason why the forest oak raises its head so high is because hemmed in on all sides it wastes no sap in putting forth branches underneath but towers aloft thus in the religious life the soul hedged in all around by the rule and by the practice of community life of necessity finds there a means of lifting a high head towards heaven dearest sister pray for your little ties that she may draw profit from her exile on earth and from the plentiful means granted her of meriting heaven 
Letter two, January eighteen ninety five. Dear little sister, how fruitful for heaven has been the year that is gone. Our dear father has seen that which the eye of man cannot see. He has heard the minstrelsy of the angels. Now his heart understands and his soul enjoys the things which God hath prepared for those who love him. Our turn will come and it is full sweet to think our sails are set towards the eternal shore do you not find as i do that our beloved father's death has drawn us nearer to heaven more than half of our loved ones already enjoy the vision of god and the five who remain in exile will follow soon this thought of the shortness of life gives me courage and helps me to put up with the weariness of the journey what matters a little toil upon earth we pass we have not here a lasting city think of your ties during this month consecrated to the infant jesus and beg of him that she may always remain a very little child i will offer the same prayer for you because i know your desires and that humility is your favorite virtue which ties will be the more fervent she who will be the more humble the more closely united to jesus and the more faithful in making love the mainspring of every action we must not let slip one single occasion of sacrifice everything has such value in the religious life pick up a pin from a motive of love and you may thereby convert a soul jesus alone can make our deeds of such worth so let us love him with every fibre of our heart letter three july twelfth eighteen ninety six my dear little leonie i should have answered your letter last sunday if it had been given to me but you know that being the youngest i run the risk of not seeing letters for some considerable time after my sisters and occasionally not at all I only read yours on Friday, so forgive my delay. You are right, Jesus is content with a tender look or a sigh of love. For my part, I find it quite easy to practice perfection, now that I realize it only means making Jesus captive through his heart. Look at a little child who has just vexed its mother, either by giving way to temper or by disobedience. If it hides in a corner and is sulky, or if it cries for fear of being punished, its mother will certainly not forgive the fault. But should it run to her with its little arms outstretched and say, Kiss me, mother, I will not do it again, what mother would not straightway clasp her child lovingly to her heart and forget all it had done? You know quite well that her little one will repeat the fault, no matter. Her darling will escape all punishment so long as it makes appeal to her heart. Even when the law of fear was enforced before our Lord's coming, the prophet Isaiah said, speaking in the name of the King of Heaven, Can a woman forget her babe? And if she should forget, yet will I not forget thee. What a touching promise! We who live under the law of love, shall we not profit by the loving advances made by our spouse how can anybody fear him who allows himself to be made captive with one hair of our neck let us learn to keep him prisoner this god the divine beggar of love 
by telling us that a single hair can work this wonder he shows us that the smallest action done for his love are those which charm his heart if it were necessary to do great things we should be deserving of pity but we are happy beyond measure because jesus lets himself be led captive by the smallest action with you dear leonie little sacrifices are never lacking is not your life made up of them i rejoice to see you in presence of such wealth especially when i remember that you know how to profit thereby not only for yourself but likewise for poor sinners it is so sweet to help jesus to save souls which he has ransomed at the price of his precious blood and which only await our help to keep them from the abyss it seems to me that if our sacrifices take jesus captive our joys make him prisoner too all that is needful to attain this end is that instead of giving ourselves over to selfish happiness we offer to our spouse the little joys he scatters in our path to charm our hearts and draw them towards him you ask for news of my health well my cough has quite disappeared does that please you it will not prevent our lord from taking me to himself whensoever he wishes and i need not prepare for that journey since my whole endeavour is to remain as a little child jesus himself must pay all its expenses as well as the price of my admission to heaven good-bye my dearest one pray to him without fail for the last and least of your sisters letter four july seventeenth eighteen ninety seven my dear leonie i am so pleased to be able to write to you again some days ago i thought i should never again have this consolation but it seems god wishes to prolong somewhat the time of my exile this does not trouble me i would not enter heaven one moment sooner through my own will the only real happiness on earth is to strive always to think how goodly is the chalice that jesus gives us yours is indeed a goodly one dear leonie if you wish to be a saint and it will not be hard keep only one end in view give pleasure to jesus and bind yourself more closely to him good-bye my dear sister i should wish the thought of my entering heaven to fill you with joy because i shall then be better able to give you proof of my tender love in the heart of our heavenly spouse we shall live his very life and through eternity i shall remain your very little sister teresa of the child jesus letters to her cousin marie guerin letter one eighteen eighty eight before you confided in me i felt your suffering and my heart was one with yours since you have the humility to ask advice of your little therese this is what she thinks you have grieved me greatly by abstaining from holy communion because you have grieved our lord the devil must be very cunning to deceive a soul in this way do you not know dear marie that by acting thus you help him to accomplish his end 
the treacherous creature knows quite well that when a soul is striving to belong wholly to god he cannot cause her to sin so he merely tries to persuade her that she has sinned this is a considerable gain but not enough to satisfy his hatred so he aims at something more and tries to shut out jesus from a tabernacle which jesus covets unable to enter this sanctuary himself he wishes that at least it remain empty and without its god alas what will become of that poor little heart when the devil has succeeded in keeping a soul from holy communion he has gained all his ends while jesus weeps remember little marie that this sweet jesus is there in the tabernacle expressly for you and you alone remember that he burns with desire to enter your heart do not listen to satan laugh him to scorn and go without fear to receive jesus the god of peace and of love therese thinks all this you say because she does not know my difficulties she does know and knows them well she understands everything and she tells you confidently that you can go without fear to receive your only true friend she too has passed through the martyrdom of scruples but jesus gave her the grace to receive the blessed sacrament always even when she imagined she had committed great sins i assure you i have found that this is the only means of ridding oneself of the devil when he sees that he is losing his time he leaves us in peace in truth it is impossible that a heart which can only find rest in contemplation of the tabernacle and yours is such you tell me could so far offend our lord as not to be able to receive him what does offend jesus what wounds him to the heart is want of confidence pray much the best portion of your life may not be overshadowed by idle fears we have only life's brief moment to spend for the glory of god and well does satan know it this is why he employs every ruse to make us consume them in useless labor dear sister go often to holy communion go very often that is your one remedy letter two eighteen ninety four you are like some little village maiden who when sought in marriage by a mighty king would not dare to accept him on the plea that she is not rich enough and is strange to the ways of a court but does not her royal lover know better than she does the extent of her poverty and ignorance marie though you are nothing do not forget that jesus is all you have only to lose your nothingness in that infinite all and thenceforth to think only of that all and who alone is worthy of your love you tell me you wish to see the fruit of your efforts that is exactly what jesus would hide from you he likes to contemplate by himself these little fruits of your virtue they console him 
you are quite wrong marie if you think that therese walks eagerly along the ways of sacrifice her weakness is still very great and every day some new and wholesome experience brings this home more clearly yet jesus delights to teach her how to glory in her infirmities it is a great grace and i pray to him to give it to you for with it come peace and tranquillity of heart when we see our misery we do not like to look at ourselves but only upon our beloved you ask me for a method of obtaining perfection i know of love and love only our hearts are made for this alone sometimes i endeavor to find some other word for love but in a land of exile words which have a beginning and an end are quite unable to render adequately the emotions of the soul and so we must keep to the one simple word love but on whom shall our poor hearts lavish this love who will be worthy of this treasure is there any one who will understand it and above all is there any one who will be able to repay marie jesus alone understands love he alone can give back all yea infinitely more than the utmost we can give let her to her cousin jeanne guerin august eighteen ninety five it is a very great sacrifice that god has asked of you my dear jeanne in calling your little marie to the carmel but remember that he has promised a hundredfold to any one who for his love hath left father or mother or sister now for love of jesus you have not hesitated to part with a sister dearer to you than words can say and therefore he is bound to keep his promise i know that these words are generally applied to those who enter the religious life but my heart tells me that they were spoken to for those whose generosity is such that they will sacrifice to god even the loved ones they hold dearer than life itself letters to her brother missionaries letter one eighteen ninety five our divine lords ask no sacrifice beyond our strength at times it is true he makes us taste the full bitterness of the chalice he puts to our lips and when he demands the sacrifice of all that is dearest on earth it is impossible without a very special grace not to cry out as he did during his agony in the garden my father let this chalice pass from me but we must hasten to add yet not as i will but as thou wilt it is so consoling to think that jesus the strong god has felt all our weaknesses and shuddered at the sight of the bitter chalice that very chalice he had so ardently desired your lot is indeed a beautiful one since our lord has chosen it for you and has first touched with his own lips the cup which he holds out to yours a saint has said the greatest honor god can bestow upon a soul is not to give to it great things but to ask of it great things jesus treats you as a privileged child it is his wish you should begin your mission even now and save souls through the cross was it not by suffering and death that he ransomed the world i know that you aspire to the happiness of laying down your life for him 
but the martyrdom of the heart is not less fruitful than the shedding of blood and this martyrdom is already yours have i not then good reason to say that your lot is a beautiful one worthy an apostle of christ letter two eighteen ninety six let us work together for the salvation of souls we have but the one day of this life to save them and so give to our lord a proof of our love to-morrow will be eternity then jesus will reward you a hundredfold for the sweet joys you have given up for him he knows the extent of your sacrifice he knows that the sufferings of those you hold dear increase your own but he has suffered the same martyrdom for our salvation he too left his mother he beheld that sinless virgin standing at the foot of the cross her heart pierced through with a sword of sorrow and i hope he will console your own dear mother i beg him most earnestly to do so ah if the divine master would permit those you are about to leave for his love but one glimpse of the glory in store and the vast retinue of souls that will escort you to heaven already they would be repaid for the great sacrifice that is at hand letter three february twenty fourth eighteen ninety six please say this little prayer for me each day it sums up all my desires merciful father in the name of thy sweet jesus of the blessed virgin and all the saints i beg thee to consume my sister with thy spirit of love and to grant her the grace to make thee greatly loved if our lord takes me soon to himself i ask still to continue this prayer because my longing will be the same in heaven as upon earth to love jesus and to make him loved letter four all i desire is god's holy will and if in heaven i can no longer work for his glory i should prefer exile to home letter five june twenty first eighteen ninety seven you may well sing of the mercies of god they shine forth in you with splendor you love saint augustine and saint mary magdalene those souls to whom many sins were forgiven because they loved much i love them too i love their sorrow and especially their audacious love when i see mary magdalene come forth before all simon's guests to wash with her tears her master's feet those feet that for the first time she touches i feel her heart has fathomed that abyss of love and mercy the heart of jesus and i feel too that not only was he willing to forgive but even liberally to dispense the favors of a divine and intimate friendship and to raise her to the loftiest heights of prayer my brother since i also have been given to understand the love of the heart of jesus i confess that all fear has been driven from mine the remembrance of my faults humbles me and it helps me never to rely upon my own strength which is but weakness but more than all it speaks to me of mercy and of love when a soul with childlike trust casts her faults into love's all-devouring furnace how shall they escape being utterly consumed 
I know that many saints have passed their lives in the practice of amazing penance for the sake of expiating their sins. But what of that? In my father's house there are many mansions. These are the words of Jesus, and therefore I follow the path he marks out for me. I try to be nowise concerned about myself and what Jesus deigns to accomplish in my soul. Letter 6, 1897 On this earth where everything changes, one thing alone does never change our heavenly king's treatment of his friends from the day he raised the standard of the cross in its shadow all must fight and win the life of every missionary abounds in crosses said theophane venard and again true happiness consists in suffering and in order to live we must die rejoice my brother that the first efforts of your apostolate are stamped with the seal of the cross far more by suffering and by persecution than by eloquent discourses does jesus wish to build up his kingdom you are still you tell me a little child who cannot speak neither could father mazel who was ordained with you and yet he has already won the palm far beyond our thoughts are the thoughts of god when i learnt that this young missionary had died before he had set foot on the field of his labours i felt myself drawn to invoke him i seemed to see him amidst the glorious martyr's choir no doubt in the eyes of men he does not merit the title of martyr but in the eyes of god this inglorious death is no less precious than the sacrifice of him who lays down his life for the faith though one must be exceeding pure before appearing in the sight of the all-holy god still i know that he is infinitely just and this very justice which terrifies so many souls is the source of all my confidence and joy justice is not only stern severity towards the guilty it takes account of the good intention and gives to virtue its reward indeed i hope as much from the justice of god as from his mercy it is because he is just that he is compassionate and merciful long-suffering and plenteous in mercy for he knoweth our frame he remembereth that we are dust as father hath compassion on his children so hath the lord compassion on us o oh, my brother after these beautiful and consoling words of the royal prophet how can we doubt god's power to open the gates of his kingdom to his children who have loved him unto perfect sacrifice who have not only left home and country so as to make him known and loved but even long to lay down their lives for him jesus said truly there is no greater love than this nor will he be outdone in generosity how could he cleanse in the flames of purgatory souls consumed with the fire of divine love i have used many words to express my thought yet i fear i have failed what i wish to convey is that in my opinion all missionaries are martyrs by will and desire and not even one should pass through the purifying flames 
this then is what i think about the justice of god my own way is all confidence and love i cannot understand those souls who are afraid of so affectionate a friend sometimes when i read books in which perfection is put before us with the goal obstructed by a thousand obstacles my poor little head is quickly fatigued i close the learned trustees which tires my brain and dries up my heart and turn to the sacred scriptures then all becomes clear and lightsome a single word opens out infinite vistas perfection appears easy and i see that it is enough to acknowledge our nothingness and like children surrender ourselves into the arms of the good god leaving to great and lofty minds the beautiful books which i cannot understand still less put into practice i rejoice in my littleness because only little children and those who are like them shall be admitted to the heavenly banquet fortunately there are many mansions in my father's house if there were only those to me incomprehensible mansions with their baffling roads i should certainly never enter there letter seven july thirteenth eighteen ninety seven your soul is too great to cling to the consolation of earth and even now its abode should be in heaven for it is written where your treasure is there will your heart be also is not jesus your only treasure now that he is in heaven it is there your heart should dwell this sweet saviour has long since forgotten your infidelities he sees only your longing after perfection and the sight makes glad his heart stay no longer at his feet i beseech you but follow this first impulse to throw yourself into his arms your place is there and i see clearly more clearly than in your former letters that all other heavenly route is barred to you save the way your little sister treads i hold with you when you say the heart of jesus is more grieved by the thousand little imperfections of his friends than by the faults even grave which his enemies commit yet it seems to me dear brother if only when those who are his own are habitually guilty of want of thought and neglect to seek his pardon that he can say these wounds which you see in the midst of my hands i received in the house of those who love me but his heart thrills with you when he had to deal with all those who truly love and who after each little fall come to fling themselves into his arms imploring forgiveness he says to his angels what the prodigal father said to his servants put a ring upon his finger and let us rejoice oh brother verily the divine heart's goodness and merciful love are little known it is true that to enjoy these treasures we must humble ourselves must confess our nothingness and here is where many a soul draws back letter eight eighteen ninety seven what attracts me towards our heavenly home is the master's call the hope of loving him at last to the fulfilling of all my desire the thought that i shall be able to win him the love of a multitude of souls 
who will bless him through all eternity i have never asked god that i might die young that to me were a cowardly prayer but from my childhood he has deigned to inspire me with a strong conviction that my life would be a short one i feel we must tread the same road to heaven the road of suffering and love when i myself have reached the poor i will teach you how best to sail the world's tempestuous sea with the self-abandonment of a child well aware of a father's love and of his vigilance in the hour of danger i long so much to make you understand the expectant love of the heart of jesus your last letter has made my own heart thrill sweetly i learned how closely your soul is sister to mine since god calls that soul to mount to himself by the lift of love without climbing the steep stairway of fear i am not surprised you find it hard to be familiar with jesus one cannot become so in a day but this i do know i shall aid you much more to tread this beautiful path when i lay aside the burden of this perishable body ere long you will exclaim with st augustine love is my lodestone letter nine july twenty sixth eighteen ninety seven when you read these lines i shall perhaps be no more i know not the future yet i can confidently say that my spouse is at the door i would need a miracle to keep me in exile and i do not think that jesus will work that miracle he does nothing that is of no avail brother i am so happy to die yes happy not because i shall be free from suffering on the contrary suffering combined with love seems the one thing worthy of desire in this vale of tears but happy to die because far more than on earth i shall help the souls i hold dear jesus has always treated me as a spoiled child it is true that his cross has been with me from the cradle but for that cross he has given me a passionate love letter ten august fourteenth eighteen ninety seven i am about to go before god and i understand now more than ever that one thing only is needful to work for him alone and do nothing for self or creatures jesus wishes to own your heart completely before this can be you will have much to suffer but oh what joy when comes the happy hour of going home i shall not die i do but enter into life and whatsoever i cannot tell you here upon earth i will make you understand from the heights of heaven end of letters of Saltise of the little flower of jesus part two